No, man. Why would you remove that? That's good. Welcome to Up Next, the only music podcast on the internet. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen Steffes, and I'm joined, as always, by... The other one, Andrew Baldwin. The other one. <laughs> how, how are you today? I'm solid. Uh, it's been a good day. I accomplished very little. Um, we're doing this, this episode. Life couldn't be better. It's finally kind of sunny. It's not snowing. Solid shit. How about you? Yeah, I'm fine. Why don't you tell me, because th- this is the, the first official one, tell me about you. Who are you as a person? My name is Steven Steffes. I have no credentials to talk about music or art at all. I'm a very normal, basic guy. I'm just what the podcasting world needs is another white millennial guy talking in their ears. Um, I felt it was my duty to start a podcast. Um, so yeah, that's basically, that, that's me in a nutshell. What about you, Andy? Why should, why should people listen to what you have to say about music? Uh, because I have two degrees in music, which means I am very opinionated <laughs> uh, and do not expect anyone to care. That's the practical part of the degree. Um, and I just want to support my main man, Steve, on his dream to be a white millennial podcaster. Um, but I also like, I, I, we, we actually, we, a lot of our friendship started in the college years over music bondings, going to concerts, having similar taste music, and really it just, I take so much credit for your taste in music. I created you. I mean, you say that as a joke, I think, but I, I to an extent, it's correct. I, I do, I do feel a tremendous <laughs> debt to you in that regard. <laughs> if it wasn't for me, you'd still be listening to the Beatles on that Zune. It's hard. It's difficult to argue with that. <laughs> uh, so, Andy, uh, what is this show? Yo, to me, or just in general, what do, what is this show to me? Um, this is, this is. Uh, a show of us trying to turn the other person on to a band they don't know or don't know that well and one album at a time um not that we go through an, a band's entire discography and just try to show show them something that they'd not seen and they'll be like yo you might really dig this and then we thought y'all might like listening to our voices and listening to these bands too I'm already excited for the end of this episode to tell you my <laughs> album you have to check out. So I'm not, this is going to be a very one-sided conversation because <laughs> I'm too excited to tell you my thoughts. Can't wait. Yeah, uh, I am excited to do the show selfishly just to like get to talk about music with you a couple times a month. Um, hopefully force you to turn me on to some new music, new artists that I didn't know about. Um, hopefully do the same for you. And, and anyone that happens to listen to this show. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to be doing that. I think one of us first brought up the idea of doing a show together like two or three years ago. Um, and my being a terrible procrastinator and you probably having better things to do. It just, <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, never happened until now. Me being a procrastinator, you having a life just we we both got caught up in our stuff you know you don't need to brag about it 
But we're here now. We're here now, and that's all that matters. Here, here. Dude, speaking of what we're going to hear here, what are we going to hear here? That was an incredible segue. I know. (laughs) On this, the inaugural episode of the show, I have selected uh, for Andy to listen to uh, the self-titled debut album from the Better, there's no the, just from Better Oblivion Community Center, uh, which is a collaboration between uh, the artists Phoebe Bridgers and Connor Oberst. So Andy, um, were you familiar with either of these artists before you listened to the album? I know, I know you didn't know of the collaboration of the band. No, I've, I've heard of the band Bright Eyes, at, uh, which that Connor dude is from, right? And I know of Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, they're, they're two uh, pretty famous folk, it seems. Obviously, yeah, uh, Connor Obers, I think, is most well-known for his work in Bright Eyes. Not a band I know really well. There's a few songs that I've heard from them that I like. Um, Phoebe Bridgers has become, thanks to me learning of this band, she has become one of my favorite artists over the last few years, actually. I know in the, in the pre, pre-pro, you mentioned some surprise by the fact that I'd be into to her music. Yeah, she just kind of, I, I know like a song from her, because I was listening to NPR and she was on it being interviewed for something. And then they played one of her songs and talked about it. And she was on SNL. So I was like, okay. Uh, I don't know. It isn't like the impression, like she's like just sad girl music. Isn't that what like, people say she is? And I'm, I'm saying what other people say. I have no real opinion on her. I, I don't think that's an unfair characterization of her music it's it's uh music to sob to yeah which just steve are you a sad boy no i'm fine (laughs) (laughs) all right moving on (laughs) check he's fine (laughs) all right so i'm just gonna give on the top here some background on the band um and on the album itself so we've covered you know kind of who it is it's a collaboration between bridgers and oberst who I think each in their own rights are sad boy slash girl, kind of in the indie rock, folk rock, emo world. Um, Obers has been putting out music since like the 90s. Uh, once again, primarily known for his work with Bright Eyes. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers, I think, put out her first solo album in 2017. So she's a bit of a newer arrival on the scene, I suppose. But she's had a busy few years she put out a solo record in 2017 um an ep with another band that she's in called boy genius the following year um this record came out that we're discussing today uh in january of 2019 and then she put out another solo record last year which is uh fantastic the album punisher she's killing it she's do- she's getting stuff done so how did you become familiar with with the old bridgers well, actually, it's funny. You, you mentioned her appearing on uh, an NPR show. Yeah. So my first, um, I first came across her through hearing about this band on an NPR podcast or show. Um, I think it was like All Songs Considered or whatever, where they were recapping releases from that week. Um, and they talked about this one. They played a clip of one of the songs. Um, and it just kind of hooked me. And I went and checked out the album, really loved it. Um, and then, yeah, it did uh, lead me to, to look into her solo work and her other projects as well. 
I'm very excited to tell you how much I may or may not love this album. Well, before we get to that, <laughs> let me, because I, I really can't wait. Um, although I have a feeling, based on some hints you're dropping, which way this is going to go. Which I really hate to be over to when we you know, consider the, the test episode. Um, that was a bit of a flop as well. So just a little more background on the project and the, and the album. Um, I think they started kind of collaborating and working together after uh, Ober saw Bridgers play at a show back in 2016. Um, I think he featured on her debut album. Uh, she toured with him and was an opening act uh, for a time. And I think they basically started working on this in secret. I don't think there was a lot of like publicity in the lead up or anything, and this kind of surprise released it. And just wanted to uh, acknowledge, I guess, that while this is kind of a, a collaboration between like the two big name artists, I looked at the credits on this, and there's like a dozen other individuals with musical credits on this record, um, which I thought was a bit surprising, considering it's like 10, 10 songs, I think, um, mm-hmm. with basic, you know, pretty much a basic rock and roll band instrumentation on most, uh, most tracks. Spreading the wealth, man. Hiring... Gotta keep studio musicians employed. Here, here. Damn it. <laughs> Dude, I want to hear your high-level thoughts on this album. All right, so my overall thoughts. Um, I think the album is great. Um, I think musically, it's really cool. Uh, as you may recall or know, I am a big sucker for bands with like dual like co-lead singers. Um, and I, you know, I, I like the way that on this record they mix it up by like singing in unison or like backing each other up, taking verses solo and switching back and forth, uh, things like that. I think their voices work really well together, which just to be honest, that's just a thing I say when two vocalists sound different. I just, oh, they sound so good together. They're complimentary. <laughs> you, you just, that's an honest comment <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it, just, it always sounds good to say, like, oh, their voices go so well together. They're what, so does that, what does that mean? You, you, uh, you always got to think like uh, someone writing a review. It's like, Bridger's soaring you know, high notes really complement Oberst growling grumbles, <laughs> which is not what happens. But Did you I go just, to music school? Yeah, th- except they never teach you how to write reviews because they don't want you to learn good adjectives for what you're putting into the world. Well, the art should speak for itself, Andy. <laughs> um, yeah, and I like that, you know, like I said, it's sort of a, in general, the instrumentation, sort of a basic, like, you know, indie folk rock setup, you got your guitar, bass, drums, etc. But I like that they do mix it up and they, they get in some, like, electronic sounds and samples and things that I think is cool. Um, I really like the bits of this record where they really kind of rock out. There's some cool, like, you know, guitar solos and stuff that um, I really appreciate. I always like a good shred. And yeah, I just like the overall vibe of the album. I think it all, all goes together really well. And I guess the last thing I'll add is like just lyrically, I think the songwriting is awesome. Um, this is like totally right up my alley on that regard. Awesome. Those are some very good thoughts that I may or may not agree with. <laughs> well, don't hold back, Andy. What did, give, why don't you spit at me your right. high-level thoughts and right. feelings about this album? All right. Uh, yeah, before we go into a very serious open discussion, <laughs> of which there won't be much discussing because we will, I'm, I'm thinking we'll agree on so much. Oh, I see you've got to bullet point four of my agenda <laughs> for today. 
Um, well, my my quick little thoughts about this album. It's okay. <laughs> um, I mean, again, your disdain for genre labeling. I but if you were to categorize things in genres, I usually I'm not super into folky things, and I'm just barely like i don't like too many things that are labeled indie so the crux the crossroads of this album are two things i generally don't give a shit about so um i will read you exactly what i wrote in my notes it's okay not my cup of tea it's nice i will say it is well recorded and produced and i really like the usage of effects because it really helps the songs don't sound super similar but if, like you were saying, in the songs that utilize more effects and stuff, if those did not exist, I feel a lot more of the album would blend together. In, like, in Amorphous, I don't really differentiate one song from another. Um, the ones that I did like were not nearly as folky. But I was very impressed with the songwriting. Like, the lyrics... Um, they have very good rhyme schemes and just lyrical phrasing and structure. I was legitimately like, oh, this is pretty tight. So I, I'm just curious. You say like you mentioned that the, the song, the song, well, that there are songs that you like more than others. So what are some of the what, what are some of your favorites on the record? The two I liked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's, two let, out of let, ten ain't bad. Let, yeah. The, um, a solid 20%. <laughs> you know, uh, if you're in school, it's, it's not zero. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, didn't know what I was in for. The, the, the opening. The, these are what I wrote for my bullet points. Yup, indie. <laughs> and then, I, but it, I, I mean, really... It definitely sets the tone for the album, I think. It does. But I really like the freight. I like the melody like for the the vocal lines and i really like the phrasing specifically because like the verse and chorus phrasing for the most part like there's slight variances every once in a while but it usually follows it's five lines and the rhyme structure is a b a c b so that last b is um it's like held off right it's like a delayed resolution of the rhyme scheme and it's very satisfactory and then they pair it really nicely with usually the melody starts going down um and then kind of trails off and i'm like that's really it's very subtle but it's super effective i'm like this is pleasant um i can't i cannot express how hyped i am to get this like deep nerdy fucking music theory going on i I went out of my way to make sure I could say this, not to like brag or boast, but I'm like, man, I, I I'm coming at him, I'm coming at him with this album that I know he really digs, and I got to be more than like, it's okay, I don't like it. And for for that, I thank you. <laughs> and then the other one that I, the, my favorite one off the album was a uh, uh, track number seven, My City, just because I really liked that lick that they just play throughout the whole thing. I'm like, that's pretty groovy. Yeah, it's um, super catchy. Um, and I said shockingly my favorite because that's kind of like a nice little folk little ditty lick, but you're like, it's it's pleasant. And I really liked 
the flanger. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the effect that was used on the guitar it, during the choruses. It was just like a nice, uh, like it wasn't like shocking, like out of place in the song, but it gave it just like a nice, like different thing. Like this is because the chorus, you know, it's like the choruses are rather like short. And then like that lick comes back in, in the middle of the chorus and then goes back to the chorus structure and then it's back to the verse lick. So it really, it helps like beef it up with, you know, like some different layers. So I, I dig it. But those, those are the two I like. Every other one, I literally wrote either eh, whatever, much indie, or it's fine. Much indie, that, I mean, that applies to basically everyone. So Yeah, and I wrote it on every <laughs> uh my city is also one of my favorite tracks i really liked um and this isn't like the most like impressive like songwriting genius thing ever but it it pleases me every time like how every um section of each verse like starts out with the same phrase or word like so i think in the beginning it's like looking out blah 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 and that's just repeated right looking out on this looking out on that and then Mm -hmm. you know you get to like this town is this, this town is that, this town is etc. You know, um, I really like that. I also love in this track at the very end how it kind of, it kind of builds and builds and builds and they just hold that last, um, that last note of the last word like way longer than you expect. <laughs> and I, I like chuckle every time because they just like keep going. They just keep holding it, uh, singing in unison. Um, and it's a great line too chase and love like an ambulance i mean come on there's like one liners like that all over this album that just uh i just love you if you based on your love of like this like that line you just said and your love of it i would not think that you're a married man with a child <laughs> i mean i'm not saying that like it applies to my life or anything but like i just it's... it just resonates with me wholeheartedly that's all i'm saying <laughs> It's not at all what I'm saying. My wife still... doesn't understand me. She won't let me listen to the record anymore. Andy, no one understands me. <laughs> That's true. Very true. I mean, I mean, Andy, this shouldn't surprise you. Like, you know I love or have loved at different times to different extents. Like, the Alkaline Trio, which is just, like, the most whiny, no one loves me, <laughs> everything's bad. And, like, even, like, one of our favorite bands, the Lawrence Arms, is just just real sad boy punk rock. Um, and I, f- I feel like a lot of the, the lyrical content on this album is way in line with that kind of stuff. It's just with a different musical uh, accompaniment. I think it's very interesting too, because uh, again, this is something I think I've noted for a while or known and just like always re-remember is that you are very into lyrics, whereas I could be on the ninth listen of a song and still be like oh that's the lyric huh because i just (laughs) like if the music is the music is banging i don't really care about the lyrics yeah i think i think like on the the continuum of like purely caring about the music and purely caring about the lyrics like i think i'm further to the lyric side than your average bear like it's not all i care about like there's plenty of music i listen to i just like because it's like catchy and whatever but yeah i think it it certainly matters to me a lot, um, probably more than most people, if I had to guess. I'm unique is what I'm saying. You're, you're very unique. Um, you're a scholar. Um, 
what tell me i mean i honestly i'll go through like my notes to say if i said anything nice <laughs> i i mean like of note literally everything is much indie much folk cool like for dylan thomas i wrote whatever oh man that's one of my i mean that was i think that was the song that i first heard that immediately hooked me and like that's been one of my most played songs over the last couple of years i love that song uh yeah none of these like the two I said, I was like, these are the things of no, and like, didn't know what I was in for. Like, I might like add that to like my liked list on, you know, Spotify. I don't, I don't care enough to like go, but it was good. My city, I might, maybe, but because that's a banger. But you know, I, but I did truly mean it. Like the lyrics on all of them, I'd be like, I don't care about this song, but the lyrics are like well and like right the phrasing of lyrics matter you know if you were going like you wouldn't say like i'm like i'm good and and it's done you know like if you end on you're like cool that makes sense you i'm done i'm done you know like if you had to hold done you're like that's stupid and that loses its impact because done is also such a final word you're like oh it's done it's over and if you hold it, I mean, if it, you know, if you held it, then it has to mean something. Mm. So they did very well in like the stresses of like syllables and whatever landing at really nice places in like every song. But um, exception to the rule, I wrote, did not love it, did not hate it. <laughs> but I, I thought it was a nice palate cleanser for the album because it was, it had like more electronics on the track um or effects so i was like it was just different enough and it you know it's like the fifth song in the lineup out of 10 so you're like okay this is like a little break in what has come and what will come yeah i think exception to the rule is actually probably my least favorite song um although just because like sonically like the leaning heavily into like the synth electronic sound is just not my not my jam generally um but i I do like thinking of it as sort of like the midpoint and kind of divvying up the album i guess it serves that purpose at the very least because it's it's very different yeah big black heart i said it was decent um i liked the opening guitar lines um and i also liked this one utilizing the different effects like the fuzz guitar and the distortion on phoebe's voice yeah and and this one by the like it starts out like really quiet and like i don't know gentle but by the end they're just rocking out and i like that about this one a lot this might be the most rockinest they get on the record for my money and again i don't I don't want to look too cool, but th- those are my hot takes. So if you want to like add anything, I I mean I'm very what what's your favorite song? I was trying to think of that. Um, I think the opening track didn't know what I was in for is super strong. Um, I really like what's going on in the lyrics and the sort of the theme of the song, which I'm not going to get into because I'm not smart enough um, to talk about it extemporaneously. Um, Dylan Thomas I think is awesome um and my city those are probably like the big three for me 
I did want to touch on track two, Sleepwalking. Um, and I was curious what you thought about the like change in tempo in and out of the verses and choruses. Did you did you take note of that? Yeah. Um, well, like me personally, I didn't know like to place it if I was like, oh, that's really like catchy. Th- I don't know. I I couldn't tell if it was clever or if it was dumb, but I will say that it made me take note and I had to pay attention. Yeah, it grabs your attention for sure. So I'm like, and it's obviously it's, you know, beat you over the head that it is a setting change, you know? Like, I mean, at the beginning of the track, you hear him trying to count it out and he literally acknowledges like, oh, this is impossible to count in because <laughs> the pace is changing or the tempo is changing. Yeah, I mean, it it wasn't so weird that I was like, this was poorly executed and out of good. T- it's not in good taste and it's stupid. I didn't think it was the most amazing thing, so I don't. I didn't praise it. I think it was just a very neutral thing to me. I'll give it a little more of a positive because I did take note and I was just like, okay, shit's happening. And I mean, I did tr- like try to listen. I tried to take a page from your book, and I I did do two listens. And I, I think it did like five. You gross. I, I like this album a lot. Um, but I tried to the second time I listened with the lyrics, and I'm just like, okay. So there was there was nothing. So so you you've acknowledged like the the songwriting, um, as far as the lyrics, more in terms of like the structure being like well executed and like where they're placing emphases and things like that. But like, was there nothing in like the, the lyrical content that stood out to you? Um, I'm not going to lie. When I was listening the first time I was playing video games, so I wasn't super. Ooh, what, what, what are you playing these days? <laughs> oh, I was just playing FIFA. Which FIFA? 17, the only one I oh, have. <laughs> I, I, uh, I recently bought 21 and have been, uh, pretty deep into it playing that ultimate team i'll send you a screenshot of my team it's pretty dope mm, no one's i'll put it in show notes good thank god <laughs> but uh and then the second time with the lyrics like nothing i don't know i mean well obviously nothing grabbed me because i would have retained it um i uh, the i guess the lyrics i liked the most were the ones the only two tunes i liked right like didn't know what I was in for in my city. Because I was just like, those weren't like beat you over the head. And I very easily can miss lyrical messages. For the longest time slash still now, I'm like, I don't get the Lawrence Arms lyrics. They're all metaphors and I don't know what's happening. They're um, way too into like the Russian novelists for my taste. <laughs> but like with these lyrics, I'm like, I can see what kind of like, point you're kind of going for and i'm like okay that's i don't have any strong feelings about what you were trying to say but i think you are saying it well um, fair enough you know it's like if you hear someone if i were to hear someone giving a speech on metaphysics and i'm like i can tell if you sound eloquent though i don't particularly care what you are saying eloquently <laughs> you know um, but, you know, that's not to say I very much have songs where I'm like, lyrically, this means a lot to me. Um, but, 
you know, that's something like more, the, the lyrics are like obviously hit closer to something in my life or something mm-hmm. that resonates with me. These, I'm just like, and you know, I listened to this today. I had a good day. So I wasn't in like sad boy mode. Wait, 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 what? You know, like maybe if I was, maybe if I was a little sad boy listening to this album today, sh- like shit would have resonated with me harder. And I would have been like, no, this song hits me in the heart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the lyrics are like, obviously very personal and like about like specific things that like they've experienced. And yeah, I mean, I guess those aren't necessarily the parts that, um, I appreciate as much or get to me as much. I mean, I still think they're generally great. Um, but I mean, just talking about like, didn't know what I was in for, like, I guess, you know, before I said I wasn't going to do it, but screw it. I gotta, I gotta stand for this band now. Like she talks about the man on the off ramp asking for her help. She talks about, you know, her friend that says that she cries watching the news, but she doesn't really, she talks about like seeing the refugees on TV and then later how, she she confesses I've never really done anything for anyone, and I think oh man that hits me. It talk you know it's talking about, I mean we don't need a reminder. We're just constantly pummeled with just how awful the world is <laughs> on TV in real life, um, and we just can't do shit about it. You know I, I I guess that's what this song makes me think, and I do care about those things. So suck it, Andy. I will. <laughs> you- that was unexpected. <laughs> This is all coming out. I'm taking this all out. No, no it's not. Be... No, it's not. You're no, showing these emotions. No, nothing serious can come through. Nope. I'm taking control of this podcast now. <laughs> I will do all of the editing, and it's going to be an hour long just so you have to deal with all the shit you say. We've only been recording for like a half hour, so are you just going to play it twice? Yep. <laughs> Damn. Well, Andy, uh, it seems to me we've reached the, the point in the show where we assign a rating to this just masterpiece of a record. Yes. Do you or do you have any any closing thoughts that you just need to share on any of these songs that so deeply impacted you? Uh yo. If you really like this album, dope. See a therapist. Check and check. Um, <laughs> I actually I had one negative thing to say. I probably Ooh. said other, I probably said other negative things, right? I don't know. But okay, so on track 10 Andy, I think artists need to stop doing this, okay? This is my PSA. There's, there's a bit on, on Domino's track 10 where Connor Oberst talks about talking on the phone, okay? Okay. And what do we hear while he talks about that? We hear some beep, beep, beep and a fucking dial tone. Because we don't know what a phone is? We all know what phones are. I think that's too cute. I don't want it anymore. No more. Make it stop, people. And Andy, I'm talking to you directly as a professional musician. Yeah, I you do. Have the I'll, power to stop. I'll this. call. I'll call up my guys and I'll be like, "Yo, Mr. Ober, stop being a punk. You fuck." I mean, it's not. It's not just him. It's not just. It's not just this record. But it's. It's a scourge. Scourge. Scourge upon a, the a land. Scourge. It's a scourge. <laughs> it's, a, it's a scourge upon this land, dude. And it, it I, needs to stop today. I'll see what I can do. But as far as rating the album, um, I, w- I, I really want to make it, you know, like we did the Guinnesses thing. I want to make it tears. How many tears would you give this album? <laughs> Is, I, I are you like, okay with the tears? Yeah, I had some ideas, but they're not as good. I mean, mine, I want, were, mine were a scale of 
one to five or zero to five oblivions or zero to five communities center. Uh, but I like I like tears. I want zero to five tears. I would give this. I would give this. I would give this two and a half tears, um, because it's two to two and a half. I haven't decided. I might, depending on what you say, change it because to me, for me, I'll give it two and a half because it was not a negative experience. I just didn't, I don't care. It's not my cup of tea. I don't dig, but you know, there were two songs where I'm like, this is pleasant and nice. And, um, so two and a half because it was just past the needle tipped just ever so slightly towards enjoyable from neutral. (laughs) I, uh, I'm really disappointed in myself, not because you didn't rank it higher, but because in both the test episode that where I assigned an album and this one, you've just been so like neutral on them. (laughs) And like, if, if I can't give you something that you like, I I just want you to hate it so that we can just like argue even more than we did today. I was going to say, to be fair, I feel like my test one, you were like not having it. And I know you're not going to have this. The (laughs) the ones I have picked up today. Oh man! So is is the stated goal of this show to just pick progressively more and more offensive music for the other, or or are we trying to to pick music that the other one will like, or just selfishly picking stuff we want to talk about? Because I'm good with any of the above, by the way. I think we should. Yeah, we should not do just one. I I know albums. I know I could show you, and I'm like, he will more or less vibe with this, and then I ha- know albums where I'm like, he will not like this, but I fucking love this album. That's more what I'm coming from, is I just want to talk about the ones that I've thought of. Actually, I just thought of another one that might be a good one. You might like it. I'll give you an option. But anyway, two and a half tiers. And I would just say, I had no... I was really unsure what you would think of this when I assigned it. Um, But then as I listened to it more and more in the lead up to this, I I started getting a hunch that you were not going to dig it. Um, And it's like, (laughs) we're such good friends. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to to remove this, but I was like, is this too white? Because <laughs> Andy, this is this is very white music. I have to uh, say, yeah, which is why it only got two two and a half. It only got half of the possible ratings for me. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're enforcing racial diversity through your rating system. Yeah. I couldn't the the other my my black half will not let me go anything higher than two and a half stars. But yeah, but the white man inside of you is just like trying to <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> he like those two and he he's he's wishing he could give more than those two and a half tears because he is like a he has a whole body worth of fluid to just dispel through his eye holes. That was a curse sentence. Um <laughs> that was very upsetting. Uh yikes. So it's my turn to rate this album, huh? Yeah. Give me those tears. Well, Andy, this is, for me, this is thinking music. This is feeling music. This is rocking out music. This is, this is just sobbing alone music. And this album, it gets a four and a half out of five tears for me. That's a sol- Those are white man tears. I, um, they are. <laughs> it's... <laughs> the, the whitest tears from the whitest man. Um, oh, that sounded really bad. I don't want to. Pre- 
my favorite children's book. <laughs> the hosts of Up Next would just like to clarify that I was not bragging about my level of whiteness, only acknowledging it for comedic effect. We need more taglines like that at like open mics for comedy shows and shit. It's like, know your place, open mic comics. I'm about to offend y'all, but here's my disclaimer. <laughs> but so I guess just to defend my rating, for me, just subjectively, I think all every song for me is really strong, except for the one in the middle that that you know has all the all the synths and electronics going on that I don't love. But even that one doesn't really offend me, um, and the other ones are so strong for me that just brings that total up. Um, and, you know, four and a half out of five, that's a 90%. I feel that, for me, that's deserved for this record. I love it. No, I mean, I. this is something I would 100% probably have never come across. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's good not just to have people show you things that are amazing you want to hear. Sometimes you want to know what not to listen to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it, it wasn't that bad. Um, I know, I know. Well, I guess it's my turn now. It, it's that time to... So, here. I wanted to give you an option. Do you want me to try and suggest something that you honestly... I, like, I honestly think you will like to a degree. Or something where I'm very on the fence and think... I know you won't hate it, but I think it will at best be neutral. No, it will at worst be neutral. I think you should assign me whichever one you think would be the most entertaining and fun to talk about. I Okay, do you know the band The Internet? The in- The Internet. Um no, I don't I don't think I'm familiar with their work. I might have heard of them, but I don't. All right. Um the album is Hive Mind by The Internet. Um it's it's a dope album. That's all I can tell you. Uh it's kind of like, so several of the members are kind of out of the collective, oh god, and I, I look like such an idiot, but it's the, it's the West Coast collective that was like Frank Ocean and Tyler, the creator, came out of, and uh, the lead singer of this group, Sid, she came out of that, um, and this is one of the side projects of that collective, the internet, and it's funky, it's soulful, and I, I think there will be things that you like. Two questions. One question. What's a collective? Um, I'm, just, I'm just fucking with you. I just thought it'd be funny. Good. I'm glad that you're not that stupid. I mean, I don't, I don't technically know how a music collective differs from like a band, uh, but yeah, I can live with it. It's fine. Are we a podcast collective? I think that would be a podcast network, and I don't think so. Or are we a podcast band? We're a podcast band. That's awesome. (laughs) I am excited um, only because, so you mentioned that's like funky and jazzy, and one of my selfish goals for this show is to like get exposed to types of music that I don't listen to either at all or am not super familiar with. So I'm hoping I dig this. I'm looking forward to listening to it. And anyone listening, it's also your homework to listen to this album. And uh, in advance of our next episode, uh, feel free to email us or message us on Instagram. Um, I will read those addresses now. We'll also put them in show notes. Um, So send your thoughts on the record to upnextspam at gmail.com or 
find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash upnext.pod. Um, I wish I could tell you when to send those thoughts by. We haven't quite nailed down our <laughs> recording and release schedule yet. So uh, listen to the album ASAP and uh, email us frantically with your thoughts. And we might read them on the show. Solid. Oh, adorable. I would also say you're obviously too late to share your thoughts on the Better Oblivion Community Center record. But if you have them, send those to maybe we'll do some, uh, some follow up on this one on, on the next episode. Because I know Andy would love to talk about this record even more. Yes, thank God. Please. That's all I've ever wanted. (laughs) All right, Andy, uh, are we done here? Dude, I think we're done. Yeah, I don't know. What what do do we just say goodbye? Oh, Andy, no, you, you should, uh, you should plug all your stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, let's plug our, let's plug our stuff. Uh, I, uh, I have no stuff. All right. Um, well, if you want to support, if you want to support Steven and myself by supporting just me, uh, feel free to follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew underscore on underscore drums. Check out my other podcast. It's a horror podcast with my friend Sonique called We Die First. And we talk about horror movies and we review horror movies. And then we talk about them through a black lens if they were you know, made for black people or actually had black people in the movies. So feel free to check that out. Or if you want drum lessons, hire me at andrewbaldwinpercussion.com. And these are not suggestions. This is mandatory. Yeah, like legal repercussions will follow. You must listen to Andy's other podcast. Even it's even more urgent that you do that than listen to this one. And you must pay Andrew for drumming and percussion lessons. Um, And finally, I would say, I have a Twitter account. You may not follow me. I have an Instagram account. You are forbidden to follow me. Um, I do not have Facebook. Fuck you. He's not kidding. He's a very private man. He actually doesn't exist. I've just been doing voices this whole time. (laughs) All right, Andrew. This has been a fantastic, I hope, debut episode. If nothing else, it's been fun for me. Um, So until next time, uh, keep on rocking <laughs> and i keep that with the question mark we're not oh, sure that, yeah that's staying in keep on rocking listen to some sad music and cry bye everybody peace No, no. Sure, yes, I'll do that.